You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 167 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? What's Great, been happening? Val. I feel like it's been ages since yeah, I've got to chat to you. I know. I know. I feel like the same. You've been jet-setting around the world. You've been, uh, you know, going to all sorts of exotic locations. All over the place and mm-hmm. uh, around uh, Victoria as well, which has been really cool. So I've seen lots of lots of uh, great stuff. Yeah. So, but happy to be back yes. in Melbourne and uh, excited because it's uh, it's warmer now. So I'm actually sitting here in a t-shirt for the first time in a long time. Wow. Yeah, now, I know. You've been to Sri Lanka, yep. and what were the highlights of Sri Lanka? Uh, the beaches were amazing. The people were amazing. The food was amazing. It was, uh, it was, uh, I, would, I expected it to be all that. And, mm. you know, when you go somewhere and you've got an idea in your mind of what it might be like and sometimes you're disappointed, I mm. wasn't with Sri Lanka. It was everything I hoped for and more. So, yeah. Wow. And are you going to go back or? Yeah, possibly if I went back, I would see uh, other parts I didn't get. It's like a small country, but it takes a long time to get anywhere because the roads, uh, you know, there's a lot of traffic. Uh, So I would probably try the uh, east coast and uh, further south as well. The the beaches are just phenomenal, so beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And why have you been traipsing around Victoria, as in the state of Victoria in oh, Australia? I've been working on a, uh, a TV show and it took me to some coastlines that, like, not far from where I live, but I'm like, I'd never been before. And there was, <laughs> um, and I'm, oh my God, I've never heard of this place. And do you know when you stumble on a lake, it's probably how you found your latest home, Val, but you'd mm. never been before. And then you went, oh my God, I love this place. So the first thing I did, well, as soon as I finished the shoot, I went to the real estate agent and <laughs> had a look what the um, uh, house prices were like in the area. I actually loved it so much. It was really? Very cool. Are you going to move there? Sleepy, probably not. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a sleepy little part of the world and um, I can't even say where it is because I got a sort of uh, NDA on the shoot. So Really? Yeah, unfortunately, but, but lovely and we do have some beautiful beaches and I read somewhere that if you – that tried to visit every beach in Australia. It'd take you a very, very long time to do but it. But what a so. cool, um, what a cool project, though. Wouldn't that be a good project to visit every beach in Australia? Yeah. Oh yes. That could be. Yeah, that's that's It'd not a bad a project. Yeah, for sure, or something. Get one of those little vans and uh, 
just drive around, <laughs> take a long time to do it. Yeah, or you could do it in chunks. Like you could do a particular coastline this year and then another coastline and the next year or something like that. Over I mean, several years. Imagine how long it would take to do Western Australia. I know. That's but we like do have amazing beaches. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Okay, so you love beaches a bit more than me though. Yeah, I know. You, you're a cat. We said that before, you just don't like, and I'm just amazed that you live on the beach and yet <laughs> don't like the water, really. I don't, no, I don't dislike the water. No, 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 I like the water. It's, I'm, it's I like how the sand gets up you. Up you? <laughs> well, you know, it gets all over the place. <laughs> You're doing it wrong, Val. <laughs> Seriously, the sand gets everywhere. <laughs> Don't you find that? <laughs> Even when you come back and have a shower, there's sandal in your shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in your hair. Oh, my God. In your hair. Oh, I don't mind, Val. <laughs> I don't mind having sand up me. <laughs> okay. Well, this particular episode is a snapshot, which is one of our mini-sodes, which we drop in between our regular programming because we've had the feedback that you guys would like um, something in between to tide you over before we get to the, to, to the regular episodes. So in this particular snapshot, we have got how to balance flash and ambient light based on a, a listener question um, that we've received and also an interesting question about whether cheap Uber-style businesses, uh, you know, offering photographic services, are devaluing the photo industry. But before we get on to those, with things, uh, those topics, we want to give a big shout-out to everyone in the gold community over at ginamilitia.com. It's been so great to see you guys, you know, in all of your images and, and the photos that you're posting in the private Facebook group and to see the um, progress that some people are making. It's fantastic. So if you guys would like to j- join us in the gold community, um, if you haven't joined yet, make sure you head on over to ginamilitia.com and click on join the community so you can find out a bit more about what's involved. It's a fantastic place where um, there's a bunch of awesome, ta- awesomely talented mm-hmm. photographers from all different levels, which is one of the things that I love. You know, there's complete newbies, but there's also some photographers who are already earning money uh, as as, a, as photographers in their own photographic business, some who only just started compared to some who are building their own studios. And... Um, it doesn't matter what level you are at, you're going to get something out of it because in addition to being able to hang out with each other and draw on each other's ideas and resources, there's also regular monthly tutorials, a couple of tutorials every month that Gina delivers online, of course, and also you have the opportunity to upload your photos for a photo critique from Gina so she gives you feedback on how your how your shot could have been um, you know, tweaked for maximum mm-hmm. impact Impact, ranging from lighting to composition to post-production if you if you if your question is about that and also a live monthly mastermind where you get to ask Gina questions in a live environment but uh, if you can't make it you can always pre-ask your question and, and Gina will answer your question and all there's an archive of all of the um, ask me anything masterminds as well so we'd love to see you in there uh, it's now open after a very long time because we um, have 
had to cap it. Uh, and uh, so many people have asked us to open the membership and it's currently open, so make sure you check it out. Go to GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community. So tell us, Gina, what is the first question or first issue that we're tackling? All right, so uh, in the uh, So You Want to Be a Photographer Facebook group, I got a, a an image shared by uh, Pablo Pete, and uh, he uh, has shot an image that he wants some feedback on. So he took a picture of a milliner in Ooh. Brisbane, and he, her shop was in one of those beautiful old arcades. So Brisbane's like a combination of Sydney and Melbourne, isn't it, Val? It's like yeah. a merge of the two, <laughs> and uh, it's one of those beautiful old arcades and he's I think he's done a beautiful job and maybe do you want to describe the image Belle? yeah so basically uh, in the foreground there is a woman with a fascinator so one of those fancy hats that you wear to the races on her head and she's got red hair and she is in a sort of a table setting that has old old-fashioned teapot sugar you know, milk, teacup, and a bunch of flowers. So it's it, it kind of suits this um, uh, kind of sophisticated, refined yet old world look. And and there's this lovely, elegant woman with the fascinator. But in the background, there is he's shot long down what seems like the middle of the arcade. And the arcade is again one of those old style arcades with uh, a um, see through roof and some um, chandeliers or, or lamps dotted through out so that you can see that there is this yeah old world arcade in the background essentially and she's leaning against kind of like a lattice balcony balustrade thing um, which also echoes the old world style which is also echoed in the teapot which is also echoed in the echoed in the choice of flower so yeah there you go that's what the image is and of course you can see this image if you would like to over at the show notes at ginamilitia.com all right so um I think it's Pete, uh, but he goes by Pablo. I love how it's Pablo Pete, though. It's just uh, it's actually a so lot. Cool. I know <laughs> a lot of the millennials that uh, happen past my place have all changed their name to something other than what their real name is. So I, you know, it's a it's a thing. Val, but get this. <laughs> I know this guy whose name was Peter, and he's changed it to Kevin. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it makes it confusing for his friends, though, doesn't it? How do you find me? Well, just look me up. I'm a Kevin. It's what would like, you be as an alias? I don't know. But <laughs> what a funny choice. Anyway, go on. Uh, I think uh, so. The, the image itself, like the way you framed it, uh, is beautiful. So you've got your main subject, which is the uh, model wearing the hat to the left, but basically a third of the way in. So the composition uh, is beautifully balanced. So you've got your hero of the frame um, in the left third of the frame, and then you've got uh, all all the, the lovely depth with all the lighting in the background, and then you've got foreground uh, elements like the flowers and the teeth teapots to sort of set the scene of ye old worldy Val, so which which I, I love uh, lighting wise uh, the, the lighting is great so you've obviously uh, had to use uh, fill flash here and uh, what what uh, 
Pete has done is he's uh, obviously it looks like he's used some sort of gel over his flash to warm the lighting up slightly so it's not that um, because flash itself is very neutral in colour so it would have been a different colour to the warmth of the background lights Mm. which were that beautiful tungsten ye old worldy I'm not going to keep saying that uh, phrase (laughs) forever Uh, so that's all looking good and so composition wise the way you've balanced the shot the lighting everything the lighting is nice and soft and the pose of the model is also really good because you've got her to tilt her head down so that you can see the detail of the uh, fascinator that she's wearing and that's really important because the majority of the detail is uh, on the um, top of it where you can see into the uh, fascinator and see all the, the lovely yep. uh, stuff that's going on there. Don't yep. get fascinators personally. Never worn one. Me never either. will. Oh, Don't no. understand Don't why. Understand. But anyway, stick this thing, thing on your head. Bizarre. Why? I don't know. <laughs> so, but I think you've done uh, a fantastic shot. So everything there, uh, well done, amazing. To take this image to the next level, a couple of things I would consider are – when uh, I, I do a, a shoot like this, what I will do is uh, do something called uh, exposure bracketing and exposure blending. So basically what I do is I will do my shot uh, with the light and take that frame and then I will also do uh, – I will have my camera set on tripod and I will then take another frame without flash mm. to, to capture the background and the foreground using ambient light and then what I do is I can merge the two images together so what I notice um, in this image is that yes the model is well lit but I I believe and you could possibly uh, Pete do this in post-production without um, with this image anyway without having to use exposure blending but what I would do is I would probably um, in Lightroom or Photoshop depending on where where your skill level is, is uh, reduce the exposure in the foreground, particularly on the flowers and the... the railing where it's uh, picked up the flash, it's a bit bright there. So when you look at an image, our eyes automatically go to the brightest part of the, the frame and my eyes are drawn to the white um, t- tabletop and to the flowers and to the balustrade where there's a mm. kind of small hotspot. Now, it's not over the top. I'm just uh, pointing this out as to take this image to the next level. So I would lower the exposure. So you could do that with a, um, a filter and sort of um, um, burn that uh, part of the image down, knock back the exposure probably by 50% and then the model with the hat becomes the uh, truly the hero of the frame. The other mm. thing that I would do is probably lift the exposure a little bit in the background so that you can see uh, more of the lights and just bring them up a little bit and then it balances between the foreground and the background 
because at the moment, um, to my eye, I can tell it's lit. Um, mm. So I, I would just like uh, almost wanting to be bringing the foreground down a little bit and the background up a little bit so that it was uh, balanced. The other thing I'd love to see in this image uh, is uh, the woman's eye line. At the mm. moment, is looking down. We're not seeing her eyes, and I'd love to hear your take on this as a, an editor, Val. Mm. But I, I would probably have also have shot an image where her eyes were looking up yep. to the frame because then for your client, the milliner, she's got an opportunity to put some type in the empty space in this image. And uh, generally when we look at an image, what happens is we look at the face and then we'll look where the face is looking. So at the mm. moment I'm looking at the face and looking down where there is an opportunity now that if the, the, the uh, woman in the frame was looking, her eyes were looking into the frame, then we could have followed that with some nice text like, you know, get, mm. get your fascinator. Uh, <laughs> God knows why you'd get a <laughs> no. but if you want a fascinator, like yes. but, you know, or the name of the client or whatever could be there. You've got an opportunity to use that and it, it works really well. And like they've done a lot of testing on uh, advertising shots where you see particularly uh, – a face and uh, like to see the eyes would have been a good thing. So yeah, but I, great work. It's a beautiful image. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just a, like a couple of little minor things, and it would take it definitely to uh, a whole other level. Yeah, definitely. And I agree about um, about the eyes as well. I think that when they're downcast, it can work definitely, um, but it depends on the mood that you're going for. And if you wanted to bring a bit more energy or a little bit more, not even like big energy, just a little bit more life to the shot, it, it would probably be useful to um, for her eyes to be looking in a different direction other than downcast. But, like, but if that's the look you were going for and the feel and the energy you were going for, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Great image. And, you know, if I did wear a fascinator, that is quite a nice fascinator. It is a nice fascinator. Mm. I'd probably wear the reverse. So it's a, it's a beige and a black. I'd have the, a black fascinator with like oh, white. Oh, yes. Wearing, you know. Okay. I would. Mm, I wouldn't. I'd wear that one. Oh, you'd yeah. wear that exact one? Um, well, if it was that or reversed, I would wear that one because my hair's dark. So yeah, it's right. got to, yeah, 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 yeah. it would make sense. All right. So let's move on to uh, uh, the next point of discussion, which is are cheap Uber style businesses devaluing the photo industry? And we're talking about photographic services in uh, businesses. So Gina, why don't you tell us why you've picked this as a topic to, to talk about? All right. Well, this was uh, an original uh, post shared in the podcast Facebook group by Thought Dart. Coolest name ever, isn't it? Don't you think? I love that yeah, name. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so um, cool to have your name as Thor. Yeah, um, and uh, he shared a uh, a video that uh, the company that we're talking about, which is uh, uh, Snapper, um, uh, shared promoting its services and just wanted to know the uh, thoughts of the community on that and got a lot of responses. So I thought it would be worthwhile just uh, chatting about that because I think uh, a lot of photographers see this going on in the industry where like what, what Snapper do is they are an app-based 
photography business uh, and customers can book uh, uh, very uh, low-priced photography sessions starting at $59 for an hour. And so uh, Snapper are are just promoting themselves to the industry saying, hey, if you want low-budget photography, uh, we can do that for you. But they're also looking for photographers Mm. uh, to work for them as well. And Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to uh, have a chat about what that would what mean what that means for the industry, um, Val. So, um, basically, uh, my thoughts <laughs> on yes. this. Uh, I, well, I, look, I think there's always been. Uh, in every industry, there's always uh, the budget model, and in everything, yeah. like you know, anything you buy, uh, you can get the the budget, or you can buy the high end version. And I think there are always going there are always going to be customers that uh, for, for the, the the fact that they need to, or that they that they they're, they're just not that interested in quality, will will shop based on price. Mm. And so I do think that they're like they have found a, a, like a a, a hole in the market um, mm. but I also believe that uh, and and for the photographers that are working for these uh, this sort of industry it might be like what they're promoting it to photographers is it's a way to get your foot in the door it's a way to get practice mm. um, so if you're a newbie or amateur photographer you can go and work for these um, companies and uh, they'll, they'll feed you the clients but I think at the end of the day what happens is it, it is like you, you're not making a lot of money I know. I think that um, uh, the, the people that will make a lot of money out of this industry are, are the owners of the business themselves, because mm. you know the, the the actual photographers working for them uh, are not like at, at, when they get their cut are not getting that much money. So, but mm. but look, it, it it might be uh, an okay way if you're like a complete complete newbie to um, I don't know test it out and have a look. But I, I, I've had a, a good look through their website and there don't seem to be a lot of photographers working for them at the moment so whether it takes off or not I don't know but the only way I can sort of uh, make the analogy is uh, is using a food analogy, which I do love to to, to do, um, you know, and uh, it's like, look, I can afford to eat out at, at nice restaurants every mm. now and, and then, Val, and, mm-hmm. and we all like to do that. I've done mm-hmm. that with you many times. Um, mm-hmm. and, but the, then there's sometimes when I just want something quick and easy. So... Um, mm. Fast food photographies, which is what I call it, it, it it's the same. It's it, it, it's quick, it's budget, uh, but you'll find that um, it kind of lacks uh, the substance that you'd get when you um, and the experience that you get when you visit a good uh, restaurant. Um, yeah. So um, it's our job as photographers to educate our clients and to show them the difference. So, like, I always thought, Val, that mm. uh, but all burgers tasted the same, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, just near my studio, this <laughs> organic um, grass-fed burger place opened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can get a, a cheap burger at one of those fast food places for maybe a dollar, dollar fifty, right? These burgers were fifteen, seventeen dollars, and I'm like, oh my god, that's a lot for a burger. But then I tried one, mm. and it was uh, the organic, grass-fed, uh, on sourdough bread with hand-cut fries. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. I can still remember every last bite of that burger. It was that amazing 
about. I can't remember the dollar burger. So okay. it was the whole experience and you do notice the difference, right? So there's always going to be uh, photographers out there that are going to try and uh, undercut all the other photographers and offer uh, really cheap sessions. There's, there's photographers offering $50 headshots. There's yep. photographers offering $200 weddings. But, you know, you, you, you do get what you pay for and a professional uh, is going to be able to get more for their client than someone who is an amateur and, uh, and and just starting out who, who may miss a lot of the, the, the essential shots. And I think you, Val, as like on the other end, you've been on the other end of the camera more times than I have mm-hmm. uh, doing events and being photographed by other people. And I think you, you would notice the difference when you've got a professional photographing you, even if it's at an event where, where, that you're speaking at or you're part of. Oh, for of, sure. <laughs> to someone who has the experience, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, and yeah, you'll notice a the difference in the photos. And I think uh, this will be the same. So it'll be that, that like these clients that are going to um, pay for like uh, a, a service like Snapper are not, not that discerning and they don't really care about the quality and they just want something like the, the dollar burger. They just want something quick and cheap and easy and they would normally maybe not pay for a photographer and so they'll get their, their cheap burger. Well, but I disagree. I think that some of them are discerning but they're just trying to get a cheap deal and so but the but the thing is because they are discerning they'll get the results and then you know discern obviously (laughs) so this basically happened with the writing industry five years ago and essentially you know let's say that uh, and of course you could get paid uh, it's how long is a piece of string in terms of what you get paid um, as a writer. But let's pretend it's for an article and let's just pretend that the usual, the average price for the article is $500 just for right. argument's sake. Yeah. So what happened is there's a bunch of websites came about that to disrupt the writing industry and uh, offering – Exactly like this, except for writers, yeah. uh, where there are people who were prepared to do it at a very low rate and also, you know, people who only wanted to pay a very low rate. And what happened was instead of uh, paying, say, the average of $500, and remember that's just an arbitrary p- figure yeah. I picked out of the year as an example, but instead of paying $500, people were offering $5. Like I've met this, these some of these people uh, and literally they were offering $5 for something just so that they could a get paid and b um, you know get into the industry. And um, one example is this woman, and she's and I'm like, are you? I used to scratch my head. Why could you possibly want to get paid five dollars, considering mm. the amount of effort that would go into it? Now the thing is, she even though very intelligent and definitely a good writer. She lived, she had two kids, which she homeschooled, and she lived in the backwaters of Canada somewhere, Mm. like not near anything (laughs) at all. And so that was just a a way for her to earn an income from home. And she was actually prepared to do it for $5, which shocked me. But anyway, so she did it. But there were other people like that who did it. And the thing is that even though there's there's her and she's intelligent and could write, there were also all these other people who couldn't write who were offering to do it for $5. And I know because I did a lot of tests and I actually put out 
pretend jobs. Uh, and I paid the people, but I wanted to see the quality that I would get back. Yeah. And essentially over the last five years, initially there was this run on proper discerning, supposedly discerning people who would use the 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 budget budget um, supplier in the hopes that maybe this was a brave new world and this is what things would be like yeah. these days. Um, and ultimately, a lot of those sites that were doing those sorts of things, while there are still, of course, people at the budget end, there are now way more people who are charging back to you know the normal price again. So the site evolves, so site marketplace sites like this evolve back to you know the, the budget option is is not the reason you go there right. in the end. And and people start realizing. So so the people who were uh, only paying five dollars. Um, yeah start realizing I can't pay $5, I actually have to pay more. And yeah. the people who were getting $5 are not actually getting any work because, you know, their work wasn't uh, – the people weren't coming back. Um, so I believe that there will be a rationalization in something mm. like this as market forces figure out not only from a dollar point of view but from a quality point of view what's acceptable. Yeah. And, but I, I think that – that that discerning people still try the budget option just to see. Yeah, and then it just makes all the professional photographers look so much better, you know, because mm. they realise that, well, look look what I'm getting when I hire a, um, a professional photographer who knows what they're doing. I, I'll get something so much better. So I think for the photographers, focus on knowing your stuff, focus on when you're um, educating your clients exactly what you can give to them and uh, all the things that you bring to the table and um, compete on quality rather than competing on price. And I'm, I'm not saying that you uh, ha have to price yourself out of the market, but you mm. can still charge a, uh, a good and fair rate for what you do. Um, but um, stand by that like if, because if you start getting into the uh, competing on price game, uh, that you, you can't win. There will yeah. always be someone cheaper. So you want to be better and uh, make sure that you're bringing like your A game and make sure that your your uh, photography is amazing. Yeah, definitely. I think the key word there is be better, because if you're bringing something else to the table that and that is um, that someone else isn't, and you know, better could it could mean a variety of things. It's it's better to that client, whatever that client wants as better. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, because you might be better at technically than some other photographer, but if that's not what the client values, then it doesn't matter. Think about what the client values. Is it after hours service? Is it, you know, regular communication? Is it uh, all the shots instead of 12 shots? What What yeah. is it? What's better to that client? And um, and I, so I think that's the key. And if you can differentiate yourself in that way, then you uh, stand yourselves in good, in good stead to um, not be competing on price at all. Exactly. All right. Excellent. So, yes, so that's our um, snapshot for this week. We get, we come back to our regular programming in just a couple of days, I think. So what's been what's going to be happening with you until then, Gina? 
uh, I've got some uh, more stuff to work on, some more shoots, and uh, I will be getting out uh, on my bike more, Val, which I'm very excited about. What about you? <laughs> I Tomorrow I'll be running a full-day workshop on how to build your profile, and a component of that is actually uh, photography. I don't actually teach people how to do the photography. Um, I'll leave that to you, but I teach people what they should wear and where they oh. should suggest and how to deal with their photographer and um, the kinds of shots that you know they um, yeah. you know that 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 yeah that work and and that don't um and so yeah that should be fun that's gonna be a full day yeah and i hope i've packed my comfy shoes anyway (laughs) (laughs) and your fascinator and my fascinator it's gonna be melbourne it's racing season isn't it i know it's coming up yeah next month are you going to the races will you be going to the races no me either it's just standing around all day (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're so antisocial. i know (laughs) oh gosh we didn't used to be like this guys so if listeners you know once upon a time used to go out a lot (laughs) but anyway where do we find you online gina so I'm at ginamilitia.com, G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A and at uh, Gina Militia on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. Uh, I'm in the Facebook community uh, and also you can find my videos on YouTube and just search for Gina Militia. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Instagram and Twitter and uh, feel free to connect with me on Facebook. I am just search for Valerie I'm the one that lives in Sydney and uh, you know do connect with us also in the podcast community so it's free to join that and search for so you want to be a photographer podcast community on Facebook and we'd love to see you in there all right that's it for this snapshot of so you want to be a photographer thanks so much for listening everyone we look forward to chatting to you again soon thanks guys Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.